0: Cats at night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. Breaking news, WABC.
1: And that breaking news, steel dossier source Igor Danchenko has been acquitted of lying to the FBI. So we got Professor Dershowitz. It couldn't be better. Mm-hmm. Can you give us your reaction, Professor, to this stunning verdict?
2: But, but first, it. everybody has to understand it first. Tell people who he is. He is the guy that... Uh, uh, prosecutor Durham. No, Durham is a prosecutor. Pro- yeah, Durham is a prosecutor. Went after for lying to the home. To the uh, yeah, FBI. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and so what did the jury find? They found him not guilty on all four counts. That he lied. Right.
1: That he lied to I, the uh, FBI. That he lied or didn't lie? That they're saying that he did, did not. Well, they're not saying. They,
2: that, they said they didn't prove they beyond a reasonable that. doubt that he lied to the FBI.
1: About Professor
2: the fake dossier. Your, your comment? Yeah.
0: Well, I predicted it. I said uh, on, I think on your show, but I certainly said it on a number of shows, that juries don't like uh, cases involving the FBI because juries know that the FBI is allowed to lie to uh, individuals. And, you know, you're not taking an oath. Uh, You're just having a conversation. And FBI agents often lull you or prosecutors lull you. Look what happened to Martha Stewart. She never got even tried for the crime that she was being accused of, but she went and told me. Uh, prosecutors, and she was convicted of lying to them. But juries generally don't like that. And, uh, you know, Durham put his reputation on the line. He actually examined witnesses in this case. He not only investigated it, and so far he's uh, not done very well as uh, as a prosecutor. But this verdict didn't surprise me at all. I said in the beginning I thought the jury would acquit. Uh,
3: uh, professor? A stretch. It's a stretch because – they were going after him for information or intelligence, which he said he got, he received from certain individuals, which he didn't receive. So, I mean, there there's so many layers of lies here that it's obvious well, that they
2: were going to acquit it. Does anybody tell the yes, truth in Washington?
0: You know, there's something else about these uh, perjury traps, the reason why Donald Trump should never testify in front of a committee. They often ask you questions that they know the answer to. Yeah. They already have the evidence—a tape recording or another witness—and they're not asking you the question in order to get more information. They're asking you to the question in order to get you to lie and set you they're up going to set a yeah. trap for you. Yeah. And that happens all the time. And juries don't like
2: that. Uh, Professor Dershowitz, what I want to ask you about is there's a there's a theory out there, mostly propounded by Andy McCarthy, that says that. Durham has done a great job because he's set out a real record against the FBI and their misuse of information and how they conducted themselves. So while he might have lost on the, the trial of an individual defendant, he's made the case against corruption in the FBI. What do you say
0: about that? No, I think he's right. First of all, Andy McCarthy is almost always right. He is a brilliant analyst of the legal system, one of the very, very few. And he's one of these guys, uh, like me and I think Turley, who doesn't allow our political biases to influence our judgment. Uh, Andy, you know, he's on a different side of the politics than I am. But we often come to the same conclusion because we analyze the facts. And I think he's right about that. I think Durham did do a lot of good in getting information about the FBI, particularly about the FISA application and reapplication. But, you know, prosecutors are often measured more by their conviction and acquittal rate than by what they do outside of the courtroom, but that's a mistake. He should be judged totally by what he does, both inside and outside the courtroom. And
2: also, he has the the right under his authority, the grant of authority, to issue a report about his investigation. Isn't that correct?
0: Well, you know, I don't like reports by prosecutors. I think prosecutors either should indict or shouldn't indict, but— Often these special prosecutors are given the right to issue reports. Look, the Star report obviously was infamous in that direction. Um, uh, and uh, I, 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 if he writes a report, it should be fair and balanced and objective. Right now, people just don't trust reports. The Congressional Committee, the January 6th Committee, is going to issue a report. I wouldn't use it to wrap a fish. I mean, it's absolutely worthless when you have seven, seven Democrats and two anti Trump Republicans writing a report. They could have written the report before they took a single uh, witness, single piece of evidence. So the reports are never any better than the objectivity of the people who write them.
2: Didn't Comey's the people? Might excuse, be good. Hmm? Didn't Comey uh, actually write the report before they interviewed Hillary Clinton? <laughs>
0: uh, I don't know, but he didn't. I mean, he made a mistake. He didn't issue a report, he just made a press statement. Right. That may, of course, are the election, maybe not, We nobody will ever know, and she believes that, but nobody will ever know.
1: I have a question. So the Steele dossier, we know it was fake, right? We know that Trump never colluded with Russia. This guy, Dechenko he was the source, so how could they not find him guilty for lying when we know that the sealed dossier was fake? So I know there has to be intent, but explain it to me. We know it was fake. We know the information was fake that he gave it, so how could he not be found guilty for lying to the FBI?
3: Vagueness. The judge said he dismissed it due to vagueness.
0: It was vague, and, you know, usually if you want to convict somebody for lying, it has to be black and white. And in his case, it was a matter of degree and in interpretation and uh, but look, do you remember part of the report was that the Russians had something on Trump that he was doing this and that in a bedroom with prostitutes and you know all of that turned out to be totally made up and totally false, and i don't think we 've gotten in yet to the bottom of that where does Where did that come from? We know some of the sources, but we don 't know quite how closely it was connected to. Uh, individuals, particularly to people in the Democratic Party. So I think there's more information to be gotten, but criminal cases aren't the best way to get that information because criminal cases are not a search for truth, like science is a search for truth. You have reasonable doubt. So something could be true, but the jury is going to find against it because it isn't true enough based on certainty beyond a reasonable doubt. So there are better ways of getting at the truth than criminal trials.
1: Professor Dershowitz. Is Donald Trump an anti-Semite? There is that truth, Absolutely social not. message. I, I'm looking at it right here. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but he said no president has done more for Israel than I have. I'm not understanding why all of a sudden all the headlines are stating that he's an anti-Semitic person. His daughter became Jewish, right? His grandchildren right. are right. Jewish.
0: No, It's an absolute categorical lie. I have to tell you, I had dinner with President Trump. A number of times and every time he made the same statement to me and do you think I would sit at the same table with somebody who I thought was making an anti-Semitic comment of course not he makes a good point the point is that he was the best president for Israel and yet Jews vote against him my answer was very simple mr. president the reason is because Jews don't vote only on Israel we vote on abortion on gay rights on climate control on gun control and on balance Jews, a lot of Jews appreciated what you did for Israel, Jerusalem, and the Golan Heights, but it wasn't enough to shift them from their historic commitment to the Democratic Party. And I said, Mr. President, don't take it personally. The Jewish people show great appreciation for what you did in Israel. They just don't vote for you. At least 70 percent don't vote for you. So this is something he's been talking about for a long time. There isn't even a smidgen of anti-Semitism in it.
3: But but if you read the Twitter, the, the comment, no president has done more for Israel than I have. I mean, he's clearly okay. a friend of Israel with all that he's done while he was president. And nothing yeah. here relates to anti-Semitism. It's just it's a stretch. Not. It's a total stretch. Of
0: course not. Look, maybe Truman did more for Israel than he did. But <laughs> following Truman, there's no president who's ever been done as much and probably no president who's, who's done as least as, as, as Obama did, particularly in his second term, although he did protect israel's defense system but diplomatically he was the worst president so you know but jews voted for him because we're we're not single issue voters we vote on a complexity of issues we also vote on memories when i grew up in borough park in brooklyn the democrats were first the liberals were second the communists were third and then the republicans were fourth uh you know there were no republicans in brooklyn when in those days and so we all voted for Roosevelt. And, you know, he was, he was the guy who, who determined our votes. And history is difficult to change. So, you know, Jews are going to keep voting Democrats.
2: And oh, Roosevelt was the Democrats, one that sent away the, uh, the entire ship uh, of Jews.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we didn't know that then, of course. And you learn new things. You learn new facts. And you learn that nobody's perfect. You learn that every hero has clay feet.
3: Just another shot at Donald Trump. That's all it is. I guess it was a slow news day. So I yep.
0: figured this is the
3: only thing they could find.
1: I also want to get your guys' reaction to President Biden. He had another gaffe today. I want you guys to take a listen to it and tell me what you think.
2: The right that I pushed hard and it finally got changed, the married couples and the privacy of the bedroom, excuse me, The mar- I'm thinking about the Dobbs, the Dobbs decision. Imagine, well, I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> okay. I don't know about you, Professor Dershowitz. I hear that I'm plenty scared.
1: It is
3: incomprehensible.
1: And John, the look on John's well, face said it all.
2: I'm sc- I'm scared. I'm this scared. guy has a finger on the button.
1: <laughs> well,
0: let, me, let me give you the optimistic part of it. I've known Joe Biden since 1980 when I worked with him on Ted Kennedy's campaign for president, the one he lost to Jimmy Carter. Joe Biden hasn't changed very much. He could have done the same thing back in 1980. You know, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit more, but I don't see the dramatic change that I think many people see. I hope, I hope, I hope he's fine, and I, you know, I hope uh, he – but look, if I have to pick a president – Not to put his finger on the button. I would put Biden pretty high up on
2: that. He's very close. He'd be my my number one draft choice not
3: to have the finger on the button. But it's getting worse. It's getting worse. Every day he opens his mouth, it gets worse and worse. The question,
2: wait, wait, the question. What happened in Afghanistan? His generals say, we're not doing it right. He he tells the generals, I'm the chief uh, (laughs) commander in chief. -chief, (laughs) You do what I tell you. And they did the wrong. The generals had to do the wrong thing. Uh, Suppose he he orders a a button to be pushed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What do the generals do when he says, I'm the commander in chief and push it? Mm -hmm. I think they have no choice. But we we
3: we need to have some kind of a a stopgap in place because, I mean, someone needs to stand up and say something's going on in Biden's head. We need to reevaluate what we're doing here because there's so much at stake.
2: 26th Amendment.
0: It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.